Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Sports by Northwest All-Star Week in the NBA. I'm Bill Oram from the Oregonian and Oregon Live, joined by Andrew Thien, podcast editor at the Oregonian. And this week we have a very, very special guest because the All-Star Game this week is being held in Salt Lake City, Utah, which is a bit of a homecoming for our local All-Star, Damian Lillard, who played college basketball just up the road in Ogden at Weber State University, the Wildcats, as many of you know. And our guest this week to talk about all that is Damian Lillard's college coach at Weber, the one and only, the very retired and loving life, Randy Ray. Coach Ray, welcome to Sports by Northwest. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Doing great. Yeah, everything's good. How are you guys doing? Great. I mean, it's 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 good weather in Portland. We've had a, we've had a good run of uh, weather for a couple of weeks here. So that's uh, that's basically all you can ask for in February in the Northwest. Absolutely. Yeah, we've had great weather down here too. We're loving it. <laughs> so you retired from Weber State after a great run of 16 years there, 316 wins, the winningest coach in Big Sky Conference history. Um, I will spare you my thoughts on the great Weber State Montana games over the years, but. Randy, I'm curious if we could just start with the fact that you know Damian Lillard is going to be playing in Utah um, over the All Star Game, and what you think that might mean to him and to uh, you know Weber State fans there, and to the state of Utah. Well, I think it's really special, and I know Damian's really excited about coming back and, and playing the All Star Game in Utah. You know, he's he's uh, it's going to be special for the Weber State fans and the uh, community of Ogden and Weber State University, but. But I also believe that a lot of the people in Utah, I think they kind of maybe view him a little bit as their own as well. Um, he was such a special, not just, you know, not just a special player, but just a special person and came in contact with a lot of people outside of Ogden and Weber State. And, and I think people are going to welcome him with open arms. I think he's going to get great cheering section. I think they're going to go a little bit crazy for him. I hope they do. Um, although he kind of, when he plays the jazz out there, he, he hurts them once in a while. So I don't know how much uh, they'll remember that. But uh, but I think it's going to be a great homecoming. He's excited about it. You know, he he loves Ogden. He loves Weber State. And he loves the state of Utah. Uh, it's always been – he's told me many times that it was a special time in his life to live in Utah and, and be at Weber State and in Ogden. And I know Damien has – um, maintained a relationship with the community coming back in the summertime for camp and and um, remaining connected with the Weber community. Can you sort of describe what that has been like over these eleven years since he left since he left the university and how he's kind of and what kind of that how that relationship maybe between him and the community has evolved as he's become you know gone from a, a Weber State superstar to a kind of global superstar? 
Yeah, no question about it. No, it's been really special to be honest with you. He's, uh, you know, he's always, I think when, you know, sometimes kids leave and he's doing what he's doing and for him to come back and, and, and want to be back in Ogden for two, three weeks, uh, you know, during the summer and, and not just work out and be around our program and our players, but the community. Uh, I think it tells the community and, and Weber State and, and everybody in Utah, you know, how special the place was to him and, and what everybody means to him. And he's, he's a guy that's, that he's, he's an old soul. And he, he's always felt like the people that have helped him the most, he wants to give back and he wants to be there for them. And every time he comes back, he says, it's just a, it's a great feeling for the, for everybody involved. But he also just, uh, uh, you know, he just loves being there and he can just be Damien. He, you know, he can walk around and go places and people are going to obviously come up and speak to him and want to be, uh, and talk to him and connect with him. But he's, he's good with that. He loves it. He loves it in Ogden because he's, again, he's just still Damien and he kind of gets to do what he wants and, um, he's still a big deal, but you know, he doesn't, uh, he sure doesn't act like he is, but it's been great. It's always been great having him come back and good for our program. Good for our community. Great for our university. Randy, I'm curious your thoughts, just watching Dame's season that he's having right now. I mean, obviously, I mean, he's a seven time all-star now, six time all NBA, maybe on his way to a seventh, but it seems like he's playing the best basketball of his life right now. What are your thoughts? I totally agree, to be honest with you. You know, he uh, got a little banged up last year during the summer, a little bit, you know, he's starting a little bit of that. But um, I, I think he's playing the best. He looks to me, and I've had a chance to, I've, you know, I don't watch a lot of NBA unless I watch him, but his confidence level and his just swagger, I guess, is at an all-time high right now. I, I, it's, it almost feels like, or it looks like, he, he feels like, he can't be guarded, <laughs> you know, and it's not just scoring, but it's how he controls the game. You know, he can beat you with his passing, his rebounding. Um, he'll beat you with his scoring, obviously, his shooting ability and, and all those things. But his confidence is at an all-time high. And and I've always said that just – that goes to – his off-seasons are unbelievable. The work that he puts in and the amount of time that he puts in. I mean, he he doesn't take a lot of time off and – and every year he feels like he's got to get better and better and better. And he never takes this for granted. And he still finds a way, even though he's done all the things you just talked about, he's still going to put a chip on his shoulder. All he needs is one comment from somebody somewhere. And he'll put a chip on his shoulder and go get to work in the off season and go out and prove that, you know, that person wrong. And, and, but he's playing fantastic right now. Randy, the story goes that you were the first um, division one college coach to really key in on Damien when he was in high school. Um, if we go all the way back to, you know, those, those days, you know, 15, 16 years ago, um, can you tell the story of how you first became aware of him and then sort of what you saw when you first got a look at him as a 16 year old? Absolutely. Yeah. I actually got, uh, his AAU coach, uh, Raymond Young is a really good friend of mine and he called me, it was January of Damien's junior year. And when uh, Damien was at Oakland High School, and he called and says, hey, uh, I got a guy here. He says, are you going to need a guard coming up down the road? And I said, yeah, we will. And he says, well, I got a guy. He's really good, and he's not being recruited. And so immediately I got Damien on the phone right after that and just introduced myself and told him we're going to be interested in coming out and watching him and recruiting him and so forth. And 
Damien was not good on the phone. He, 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 Damien never liked recruiting. He didn't like spending time on the phone. He didn't, he didn't like any of that. He didn't want to go on visits. He didn't like any of that stuff. He just wanted to play ball. And, but, uh, so me and my assistant went down to watch him his first AAU tournament. I think it was in April. Uh, it was still his, at the end of his junior year. I think it was in Houston, I think. And we walked in to watch his first game and we watched him play. And I looked at my assistant and I says, we, we can't get him. Uh, he's going to be too good. And uh, my assistant said, well, we're the first ones. Let's offer him a scholarship. We'll be the first ones. And let's see, you know, let's play it out and see what happens. And so we did. We immediately offered him. And, and I believe we were the first one to offer. And then he, uh, he got into the July AAU circuit. And then obviously people started to figure him out. But, but it took a little while because the AAU team he played on wasn't one of those high-level you know, Oakland Soldiers or whatever it was. It was a little bit lower level. So people had to search out to find him, and they finally did. And he was starting to get recruited by you know a lot of bigger schools, some Pac-12s, Mountain West, all that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, Damien's a loyal guy and we had developed a relationship by then, you know, after the summer season was over. And I don't know how much longer you want me to go on this, but he, uh, he, uh, we needed to get him out on a visit in September. We tried to get him in September and he didn't, he just didn't want to do that. He said, I don't feel like going. And he wasn't going not just to our place, but any place. And it went into October. And I finally said, Damien, I got another kid I can get. I got to know if you got to come out. If you're not going to come out here, I got to take this other kid. I can't get skunked on this deal. This other kid's not bad. He's not you, but he's not bad. And he finally said, all right, coach, me and mom will come out this weekend. And it was like early October, I think, something like that. And so he came on his visit. Uh, we took him to the to the event center, the arena right away. Mm -hmm. He ran down the steps. He saw the, the balls on the rack. And all he wanted to do was shoot and play and shoot and play. And we, we stayed there for about – over an hour and I says, Dame, we got to go. We, we're on a schedule here. We're going to go out to eat. You got to meet our guys. And all he wanted to do was stay in the gym. So we had to change the schedule so he could work out a little bit longer. But, but then uh, that's basically what, and then we, we followed up with it. The visit went really well. His mom is just an absolute sweetheart and everything went well. And so we followed it up with a home visit that next, I think it was like that next Wednesday after he left campus and me and my assistant went out there and, and uh, we went in, and, and Damien had everybody that he knew was there. I mean, the house was full. He had nieces, nephews, and aunts and uncles. And, and uh, so we did the home visit, and we uh, gave him, you know, kind of our spiel, which was very honest. You know, I, I tell all of our recruits, but I told him and his mom and dad that, hey, if you come to Weber State, you're, you can obviously, you're good enough. You can play right away as a freshman. You can do some really good things right away in our program, no question. But, you know, if you don't, if you don't go to class, you know, and don't want to take care of your academics, I'll send you home. And if you don't want to give me your best every day, I'll send you home like I would anybody. This is how we do things. And if you don't play for Weber State and give up yourself for your teammates, I'll send you home. And and I think that's what he's looking for. Him and his dad were like, we just want honesty. And and so anyway, that's what happened. And uh, he ended. I got another story to the end of that when he decided to commit, but I'll, I'll, I'm talking way too long. I'll, <laughs> I'll throw that in when you want me to. Hey, it's our, it's our podcast, but you're the guest. So you have the floor. <laughs> well, I'm curious, does a headband factor into this discussion, Randy? Cause I read something about headbands. Yes, it does. <laughs> so do you want me to tell that? Yes. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. So anyway, Damian always wore a headband when he was playing AAU and high school, and I'm I'm old school, right? I, I didn't believe in headbands. I want everybody to look the same and dress the same and all this. And my assistant coach told me, you know, I think it was when we were going out to do the home visit. He said, "What if Damian says, you know, I'll come to Weber State, but I I want to be able to wear a headband?" And I says, "Oh, please don't tell me that. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to deal with that." And he's, I, he's, I, I said, that's not going to come up. That won't even, that's not going to be an issue. And he says, well, we'll see. Anyway, so we finished uh, speaking in the living room and we had, we ate some, uh, we ate some dinner with the family and everybody. And it was time we had to catch a flight. My assistant and I, we were going to fly out that night. And I went to mom, Gina, and I said, Gina, we got to get going. Where's Damien at? We can't, can't find him. And I looked in the backyard and him and his dad were, uh, were out in the backyard and they're talking, and, and I said, well, this is either good news or bad news. I guess we'll find out. And so he comes in a few minutes later, and, and he walks up to me, and he says, uh, Coach, I just got one question for you. And I said, yeah, what's that, Dame? And he says, hey, if I come to Weber State, can I wear my headband? And I just got sick to my stomach, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is not happening. And I just – and he looked serious. I mean, he was serious as a heart attack. He had that look in his eye, and I was like, man, this is for real. And I looked him, I got up, I put my head up, I looked him in the eye, I says, Damien, I don't like headbands. No, I don't like headbands. We don't wear uh, headbands at Weaver State. We're a team, and we're going to look together. We're going to look the same. And and uh, and he sold it so well. He looked down, and he looked like he was really bothered, and he kind of walked away a little bit. And I said, I just lost this kid over a damn headband. And then he looks at me and he starts laughing. He puts his arm around me. He says, you think I care about a damn headband? I'm coming to Weber State. And I said, oh, thank <laughs> God. <laughs> so that's the story of the headband. What's Dame's relationship with the headband been since uh, that fateful day? Because I, I don't remember him wearing it a lot. Is that something that comes up in conversations? Or, um, you know, headband Dame is a rare thing, I think, uh, in a blazer uniform. I, I'll be honest with you, since he's left Weber State, I had not seen him wear a headband. Now, maybe he's thrown one on a time or two with the Trailblazers, <laughs> but I have not seen one, so I think he got over it. I, I, think he, uh, I think he figured out he's a pretty good player. He doesn't need to wear a headband. But, so I think that's, uh, I, like I say, I haven't seen him wear one since. Randy, we um, obviously now know, you know, D- Damien is, is so synonymous with the idea of, you know, game winners and, and late game, you know, heroics and Dame time has become a thing, of course, um, over his tenure. Do you remember the first time you saw that or the first time you guys had that where you kind of had the experience, what we now know as, as Dame time? Absolutely. I, I remember like it was yesterday, to be honest with you. It was Damien's freshman year. We are playing, I believe it was Northern Colorado at home. And uh, we had a really good player, a two guard that played with Damien, uh, who was the MVP of the league. Damien was first team all league and this other kid was MVP. And so it's late game and it's a tie game. And we we're going to run a play for the other guy. Kellen McCoy was his name and we're going to run a play for him. And uh, thought, I thought we drew up a nice play. And the, uh, so we came out, we didn't have much time on the clock. I think it was 12, 14 seconds. So we ran a play for Kellen. And they took him out. They took us out of the play, and Damian still had the ball in his hands. So he uh, he waved. He kind of waved Kellen out of the way and called for a ball screen, a deep ball screen from about 
26, you know, 25 feet and came off this ball screen right in front of our bench. And the defender went underneath the ball screen and he just stopped behind the ball screen and popped it and shot it. And it looked like he knew what he was doing and he was confident and he nailed it. And we ended up, uh, ended up winning the game. So I saw that early on um, that he did that. And of course he did that a few more times in his career, but I remember walking up to, uh, after the game with my staff and I says, uh, okay, guys, I think we got one here. <laughs> this guy's the real deal. He's got uh, just incredible confidence and swagger. And uh, so that's the first time I saw that. Yeah. I'm curious uh, from your perspective as a coach, what do you think the Blazers need uh, around Dame to get to that next level? Cause it's something that, you know, has obviously been discussed for years and years and years. I'm curious what your thoughts are uh, as someone who obviously coached the game for a long time. Yeah. I, 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 it's hard for me to say that, you know, I'm not GM, I'm not with the team and all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, I thought he had a really good, you know, running mate with McCollum. They had a really nice uh, chemistry together. And, and then, uh, you know, I thought, uh, I always thought, you know, you got to have a really good big guy that can, do a lot of things, score at the uh, score at the block, and 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 also face up and maybe shoot something in the perimeter, and and you know Nurkic was that, and um, you know what I think, Damian, he wants well-rounded players that are as committed as he are, as he is, and you know I know he likes this team, um, I I know he likes them a lot, um, you know I guess this day and age with the super teams, it's hard to overcome when you got you know three all stars on a team and guys are moving to to go play with these super teams. And, you know, to Dame's credit, he's probably had opportunities or maybe had opportunities. I don't know, but to be lured away to go do that, but he, he he's too loyal. He's, he's, you know, he's loyal to Portland. He, they drafted him and he wants to try to win a championship with Portland, but you know, it, it's hard to say exactly what they need, but I do know that when he gets a bunch of guys around him that, that are very well-rounded players that can all shoot, pass, defend, Guys that are unselfish, that guys are committed to, to working as hard as he is, and are in it, you know, all about the team, not about themselves. They're going to overachieve, and they're going to give themselves a chance. You know, that one team that went to the finals, Western Conference Finals, I believe, was was kind of like that. And mm-hmm. so, but I'm not going to, you know, I, I I'm not in their shoes over there to know exactly, but I do know that what drives him crazy is to have guys, you know, around him, and I, I don't know that he's he's had a lot of that the guys that just aren't as committed to team and, and doing everything it takes to win and do it in the off season and do it together and fight like crazy together. That's what, uh, you know, that's what he's always wanted to play with. Randy, you, um, I, I, I've read that you, you and Damien, uh, remain in, you know, like frequent, like mul- multiple times a week contact. And I don't know if that's the case like this week or in, in any given week, but how often are you guys, uh, in touch, you know, exchanging texts or whatever. And when you, when you guys do talk, is it basketball or is it family? Is it some combination of the two? You know, it's, it's mostly basketball, but it's a little bit of both, you know, and and we don't, we don't text every week and we don't, we don't really talk a lot on the phone. We do most of our, you know, on text and Mm -hmm. I'll just, after every, you know, big game or whatever, and there's been a lot of them this year, obviously. I mean, he's been just lighting it up, but uh, you know, I'll just say great game, great win all those kind of things. And then we'll go on, you know, throughout the text a little bit, but, um, but we mostly just text. And then I'm always checking in on his family and seeing how, you know, Dame Jr. is doing the twins and, 
and the family and, and everything. And, you know, we always, and he always ask about, you know, obviously my family. So we, we stay in touch, talk, but it's mostly basketball, you know, during the season, he's, he's pretty locked in uh, to what he's doing. And so, but we do stay in touch. I'd say, you know, once every 10 days, a couple of weeks, maybe if it's a good week, maybe two or three times a week, but, but I follow everything he does. You know, I'm, I'm I see it, you know, I try to watch every game and, and then obviously follow him when he's playing on, uh, you know, on the phones and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but then, you know, you know, he's going to come back and he's going to do the alumni game at Weber state again this summer. And he started it a few years ago and I'm going to fly back for that and, and see him then. And, and, uh, and then he also, you know, he's got that basketball camp that he started um, that he's doing for kids and it was off the charts. Good. It was incredible camp. And I wasn't able to attend this year, but I'm going to go out uh, next summer and, and work his camp. He asked me to come last year, and I couldn't do it. But but I'm going to come out this year and, and be a part of that and help him out with that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Is it easier to watch games now that you're retired, but on the East Coast in the Eastern time zone? Or was it harder when you were in the Mountain time zone, just an hour away, but coaching your own games twice twice a week? Oh, it's much easier being retired. I, I got. I, I can stay up as late as I want right now. I'm good. <laughs> I got. Unless I got an early tea time. If I got an early tea time, then I got a little hard, harder. But, but now and, and during when I was coaching, you know, and, and I re- I retired last May, so it's just been a few months. But last season, um, I'd, I'd stay up and watch as much as I could. But I've always got my team. I had my team on my mind, you know. Um, you know, when you're coaching, it's 365 days, 24 seven. Your team never late leaves your mind. So it's it's a lot easier for me to really watch the games and see what's going on with the team and what's going on with Dame. Uh, now that uh, I'm not quite as tied in with my, now I still I still get a little crazy watching Weber State because I stay, you know, <laughs> I watch their games all the time and stay close to them. But it's not quite the same. It's, the stress level is a little bit lower. I'll say that. <laughs> well, I, I, w- I will interject and just say that Weber State lost a close one to the Montana Grizzlies five days ago, which. Uh, I, I say, I say, say I say though. without, I say without any, uh, without any editorializing, just as a matter of fact on Saturday. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to mention that. I actually watched that game and that was a hard one, but, uh, but, uh, I, I will say this, that the Wildcats beat them up, uh, in Missoula or earlier this year as well. So we're kind of even this year. We're going to have to have a separate podcast just for my, like very, my very like boutique niche listeners who, who, who come to this podcast for my Montana references, which is, I think just me. Um, but you know, you're, you're, um, you know, I have, I have, I have a bunch more, Andrew, I'm sure you do too, but you know, your, your wife was a longtime uh, basketball referee as well, as well. Right. So you guys have been in basketball, uh, for your whole lives, but when you guys watch blazer games and, and Damien complains about a foul. <laughs> what, what's your wife's opinion? What does she say? I got to tell you, she's a lot more partial to Damien than she was to me when I was coaching. <laughs> I, you know, if we lost the game and I'd come home and I'd say, yeah, of course we lost the officials. You know, they, they really hurt us. And she'd say, no, I watched the game. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't have nothing to do with it. You know, and then Damien, you know, he's, she, we're watching him play and he'll get, uh, you know, a no call on a foul or something. And she'll be, you know, Damien will be complaining and she'll take his side every single time. <laughs> she never took my side, but she always takes him, you know, she, you know, he, he's kind of like a son to her. And so, um, but she, uh, she also says that uh, referee in NBA games is maybe the hardest thing there is to do because there's so much going on on every play and it's so physical, but, 
but she she's uh, she offers a great perspective because she was she was really good she was a lot better at her job than i was at my job and and she uh she knows the game inside and out and she really helped me as a coach to see the game differently and see what the officials were going through and who was supposed to make what call and all these kind of things and but yeah, but she always she'll she'll never she'll always take Damien's side. Always, <laughs> always. What's it been like for the two of you? I mean, like you said, less than a year from retirement. Um, how has that relationship to basketball, which is kind of the through line to your, you know, your lives, how has that changed? Um, and how are you navigating that in uh, in retirement? Well, I'll tell you, we've been married thirty years. And for almost 30 years, about 29 and a half years, we didn't see a lot of each other during the season. Um, she was always gone doing games. And when I played, she was gone. And when we, you know, were gone. She, so we, we, didn't, we weren't around each other that much. Now, even in the off season, you know, during recruiting, I was gone a lot. And she was doing camps and all that kind of thing. What we found out is when we retired, we, uh, we found out if we we're going to like each other or not. <laughs> And it started this summer um, after we retired in May, you know, all of a sudden we're around each other a lot. What we did find out is we do like each other a lot. We like to be around each other. And we found out that we, we like to do a lot of things together. And uh, it's, uh, but it was, it was a little weird at first. Um, you know, when I retired, they took away my courtesy car. So we only had one car. <laughs> and so every place we went, we had to go together and, um, we had a we had a, a few moments when we had a you know she's pretty strong she's she's a little bit type A and so am I and so we had a few uh, uh, nothing crazy but what we found out is we've really settled into doing a lot of things together we love to travel um, you know we've been to Europe we went to Europe this last year we're going to go back again we love to play golf together we love to uh, we're actually playing slow pitch softball down here and she plays and I play we play pickleball so. What we've really found out is we've got a lot of interest together and we love doing it and and uh it's been it's been really fun. It really has been. Now Bill and I are both parents of small children and I am uh starting my coaching quote unquote career uh with my kindergartner uh who is she's six and uh we have our second game coming up <laughs> this weekend. Um any tips for coaching kindergarten uh, basketball? Kindergarten basketball. Yeah. The, the only tip that I, I would say is um, don't take it too seriously. <laughs> uh, make sure they're having fun. And, uh, you know, be uh, if you if you got to coach them hard, make sure you come back with a positive with them. You know, they're only in kindergarten. They want to make sure they want to keep playing after they're done. So but uh, that would be a great age. You know, you can really have a big impact on them with your positivity and and making sure that they're enjoying it. Now they got to play hard. Make sure they're playing hard. They don't play hard. You got to let them know. That's that's the whole thing. But play hard, play together, and have some fun. My uh, experience of my first grader playing this this winter has been the, the thing that if I was the coach that I would jump in on and try to explain to these kids is you don't need to fight over who takes the inbound after a made basket. <laughs> you know, they, they you get four of them all lined up like me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> and then it becomes a popularity contest. It's like, get down the floor, get on the block, you know, fill your lane. <laughs> Everybody's an outlet. Everybody's the outlet pass. Yeah, I know. I know those little kids, they just want the ball. Get out yep. of my way. <laughs> it's funny. It's fun. To, it's fun to watch that stuff. Hey, enjoy it while they're that age, because when they get older and get more involved and it gets a little serious, then it'll start getting crazy. 
Randy, one thing I remember going back to Damien when he was at Weber, <clears throat> you know, I was in I was in Salt Lake at the time uh, covering. Uh, I think I covered the Utes his last year, and in fact, I do remember the game where uh, Larry Krasoviak brought a Utah team up to Ogden, the D Event Center, and Damien just played. You know, like he wanted to show that this Pac-12, you know, D1 team, you know, what was, you know, what was what. I remember one of his mentors at the time was was Johnny Bryant, who played for Utah and then was an assistant coach with the Jazz yeah. and is now the lead assistant of the New York Knicks. Um, and I feel like I remember, you know, Damian scrimmaging against some NBA guys or kind of, you know, getting in open runs with with some Jazz players. Is that is that something you remember? And do you remember like how, what that those were like or what – his experience was kind of playing up to that level of competition when he was still pre NBA. I'll be honest with you, Bill. I don't remember him now. He might've, when he went back to Oregon and played in some pro-ams during the summer. Okay. But I don't remember him, you know, running with now they might, you know what? I think it was probably summer league in Utah. They had some summer leagues where some of the jazz guys might show up now and then, uh, that Mm. type of thing. But, uh, I know. I always know that anytime he had to play up, he played unbelievably well because he had that chip on his shoulder. Hey, I'm from Weber State, but watch me. I can play with you guys. I can play with anybody. But uh, I do think he played some, you know, some summer league when he was in Utah, uh, down in down in. It was a kind of a pro am down in Salt Lake, and I think he did it up in Oregon too. Um, and I did. I know that uh, in Utah they had the BYU guys, the Utah guys, all the. The local college players, Utah State guys, would go down there and play, and and I do know that he had some games down there where people were calling me that watched it and said, "Oh my gosh, you should have seen this game. You should have seen that game." He, it was kind of like he was out to prove it up to those guys because they're considered, you know, bigger schools and all that. You know, hey, watch me. I I can hang with you guys and then some. So, but that's that's part of the, the chip on his shoulder, you know. He he always had that. He was going to prove it up no matter whenever he got the opportunity to do things like that. Uh, he was he was terrific. Well, Randy Ray, I can't tell you how much we have enjoyed the conversation and appreciate your perspective and your and your memories. Last question for you: What do you want to see uh, from Damian on Sunday when you when you you're sitting at home in, in in South Carolina? You turn on the TV to watch the All Star Game. What are you hoping to see uh, in his All Star Game back in Utah? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm going to be excited to see the uh, you know when he gets announced to the crowd how that goes, and uh, I think it's going to go pretty well. So. I've, I'm excited to see that. I, I wish I could come out to the game. I, I told my wife a few weeks ago, I says, we have got to get, I want to go. And we just, we couldn't make it work out. And I'm kind of disappointed in that. But what I really hope for, I hope he gets a lot of minutes, uh, you know, because sometimes the, the minutes get a little screwy. And, and I hope he gets the kind of minutes that uh, he can get out there and get comfortable and and really, you know, show what he can do. But also enough minutes, if if you if you give him enough minutes, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he wouldn't be close to being an MVP type performance, you know, because he loves playing in that arena. I know that much. He's he loves that's a great shooting arena for him. But but uh, I just I just want him uh, I want him to play really well, which I know he's going to. He always does, especially in Utah. And I want to see him enjoy the crowd and enjoy the you know there'll be a lot of people from Weber State, I'm sure, and Ogden being there. And, and all that, and just really enjoy the whole atmosphere, and and hopefully he takes it in and and uses it as a little bit of a reward of all the things that he did for the state of Utah and for Weber State and, and Ogden, and soaks it all in a little bit, and just really really enjoys it. You know, 
he's got quite a few years to play left, but uh, he's not he's not a spring chicken anymore. So uh, I just hope he soaks it in and enjoys every minute of it. And I know he's going to play great. I know he will. Coach Ray, we uh, have sure enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for taking time away from your from your uh, from your golf schedule. It sounds like and pickleball. Absolutely, yeah. I got uh, I got a little later tea time today. I, I worked it around you guys, so but uh, we're good to go. I I uh, I've got let's see, I got a tea time later, and then I got tea time tomorrow and the next day. So I think I'm going to be good on golf. <laughs> Appreciate you guys having me. That was a lot of fun. Thanks a lot. Thank you, and. Uh, we look forward to hopefully connecting. Maybe we'll connect uh, when the all-star games in Portland or when Damien goes in the hall of fame. Absolutely. Yeah. I look forward to it. Let's do it for sure. All right. Thanks to Randy Ray for joining us on sports by Northwest. Uh, Andrew, I'm liking the trend of big sky coaches joining, joining sports by Northwest. Can I just keep bringing on big sky coaches who I can talk Montana smack to? As long as they have a pretty firm connection to uh, the current star, the Portland Trailblazers, or some other relevant enterprise, <laughs> then sure, go for it. I mean, listen, Missoula, Montana's uh, technically in the, the the greater Northwest, the inland Northwest. It's a nice place. No doubt about it. Uh, Andre Meunier would probably come on to talk about his love of Missoula as well. I know he spent some time up there. Good beer. Yeah, good beer, good place. Big M on the hill. It is called the M. All right, so uh, next week we'll be back on another episode of Sports by Northwest. We will figure out how I can tie it back to the Montana Grizzlies. But this week, obviously, just a great conversation with Randy Ray. Um, loved it. You know, obviously, he he saw Dame before he became the the guy that we all know, the leading scorer in, in Trailblazers history. So pretty cool to hear his perspective and. Look forward to uh, continuing with more episodes of Sports by Northwest. I'll have more I'll have coverage from the All Star Game this weekend. By the way, I'm going out there, so we'll see if um, we'll see if Damian can can live up to his coach's uh, hopes and expectations of a possible All Star Game MVP. What are you going to do when you're out there uh, when you're not at the All Star Game? What's the itinerary? Um, you know, since uh, you've you've been out there before, you have some history in those parts. A uh, good question. Probably got a couple hikes lined up. Maybe uh, maybe spend a little time outdoors if the weather will hold off. I think it's supposed to be like 40, which is a glorious late winter uh, forecast in, in Salt Lake. So I'm looking forward to it. You will not get a chance to watch Shaden Sharp dunk the basketball, unfortunately. Well, I mean, I, I mean, okay, since you brought that up, I was disappointed and surprised because I think he'd be a perfect dunk contest participant. But um, boy, what a what a treat he's been in terms of the in-game dunking this year like that's been a that's been pretty fun but you will have Lillard and Anthony well I don't know about Anthony Simons anymore in the three-point contest because he hurt his ankle against the Wizards is that in peril is he not going to be in the three-point contest anymore I would imagine he's not going to be there I mean he's having an MRI according to uh Woj today but um yeah Shaden Sharp uh when you when you dunk from the free throw line in a game um that's that's pretty good all right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for your for your help um, with 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 Coach Ray. Um, for those of you listening, uh, and not not just those of us talking, um, thank you for your support of Sports by Northwest and the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Continue to subscribe and rate. Uh, tell your friends they can get Sports by Northwest wherever they listen to their podcasts. And thank you to Portland Man Haystack Rock for our theme music, which always is a good earworm. So we will be back next week with more tunes from them and with more stories.
of Sports by Northwest.